today, Father, we bless your name for this great opportunity to share your word. Father, as we meditate through your word, we pray, Holy Spirit divine, that you give us understanding into your word. And you transform our lives through your word, that we shall be better Christians. Christians that will come to heaven and meet with you at last, because we ran our race well here on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Children, praise the Lord. Children, you know today is our day now. Eh? Are we happy? Adults, praise the Lord. Today is our children's day. And sometimes we need to behave like children so that they will follow. Praise the Lord. Our theme for the year is pressing towards the mark. And our topic for this message is raising the next generation to press on. Already we've taken our text from 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 to 11. And we want to look at that word, to raise. When you say you are raising something, we say that to raise means to lift something to a higher level. And when we are talking about raising, raising means the act of lifting something to a higher level. And that act, you know you do it consciously, right? Yes, it's a conscious effort to lift something to a higher level. And generation, what does generation mean? Generation means the average time in which children grow up. Remember, we are talking about children. Generation means the average time in which children grow up, become adults, and have children of their own. And what does it mean to press on? To press on means to drive or urge forward or on, to incite to action. Hallelujah. So, for us to go into the pro topic proper, I want to start by reminding us that we were all raised by someone. Is it not true? And that period was not all that pleasing to us when we were being raised. You know, our parents, they cared for us. They protected us. And sometimes, they even disturbed us in quotes. Because they didn't allow us to have our way. Sometimes you tell them, I want to do this. They said, no, you must do it this way. Because they know that that way they want us to do it is the best for us at that time. Praise the Lord. From our text in First Thessalonians chapter 7, chapter 2, verse 7 to 11. Verse 7 to uh, 8 says, we saw the day, we saw Paul. Verse 7, let's look at that verse 7. Paul said, we were gentle among you as a mother feeding and caring for her own children. We loved you so dearly. So dearly that we gave you not only God's message, but our own lives too. Hallelujah. We saw Paul talking about nurturing the Thessalonian church there. And what does he mean to nurture? To nurture means to care for and protect somebody or something while they are growing and developing. Or to help somebody or something to develop and be successful. Let's read that verse with Message Bible. First Thessalonians 2 verse 7 to 8. Praise God. Message Bible says, We weren't aloof with you. We took you just as you were. Let me stop there. 
we took you just as you were. I'm paraphrasing. Not content to just pass on the message, we wanted to give you our hearts. And we did. Hallelujah. Mothers, you know what it means to not say child now? Sometimes it means being awake all through the night. When you hear a child cry, already you've known why that child is crying. Sometimes you just finish feeding the child and you see the child crying again. You know that maybe the child was wet or we know what it means to not say child. Praise the Lord. And here, the living Bible says that we gave you not only God's message, but our lives too. And in verse 8, King James says there, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because you were dead to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what does it mean now to raise the next generation? To raise the next generation means to raise our successors. Parents, am I correct? Parents, am I correct? To raise our successors, those that will succeed us, those that will continue from where we stopped. And any generation that does not have a successor is a failed generation. Praise the Lord. And in order to see people who will continue from where we stopped, we must raise them. Whether they like it or not, is a must. We must raise them. Now, let's look at wrong ideology. What think, uh, some people think about raising the next generation. Some people think that when you are raising the next generation, you need to send your children to a good school, give them balanced diets, at least for them to eat and be robust, to buy the best clothes for them, and you give them that the best that is around. In as much as all these are good, but they are not enough to equip those that will succeed us, to equip those that will take over from us, to press on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are sounding as if we are angry. Are we happy that today is Children's Day? Parents, I'm asking you, children, we are happy. I don't know about you people. Parents, you are sounding as if you are angry. Are you happy that today is our day? Hey, hey, smile now. Hallelujah. So, if there is nobody to take after you from where you stopped, I don't know how you feel. And that's why evils. You see, parents, they will always like to have a child. Is it not true? Are we having children to go and sell them when they grow up? No. We are, we are having children so that there will be people that will come behind us. By the time they look for us and they didn't see us again, there will still be somebody in our family that will still bear our names. Praise the Lord. So what do we do in order to raise the next generation to raise them? Can we all recite uh, Proverbs 22 verse 6? Do we still remember? To go, train up a child. It's a Bible verse that all of us know very well. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he grows, he will not depart from it. 
Let's read the message Bible. Please, can you project uh, Proverbs 22.6 from the message Bible for us? Proverbs 22.6. It says, point your kids in the right direction. When they are old, they won't be lost. Hallelujah. And the living Bible says, still leave it there. The living Bible says, teach a child to choose the right path. And when he is older, he will remain upon it. Now, there is a question for us parents now. How many of us are consciously raising our children to serve God and know him? Is a big question. Are we paying close attention to the spiritual upbringing and development of our children? Proverbs 22c says, point, the, point your kids in the right direction. Now, ask yourself, where are you pointing these kids to? It's a simple question all of us must answer. And when we are able to answer these questions, this question, there won't be problem again in this generation. And you'll be able to raise these children. Praise the Lord. Where do you point your children to? Do you point them to social life? Anywhere there is party. They should be there. They must be there. And they will be dancing. Sometimes you see them dancing as if they want to fly. And you, you'll be happy that your child can dance. Your child can now um, mingle. Or are you pointing them to Christian life? Is a big question. Some of us, I used to see some of you on the road on Monday mornings. Not on Monday to Friday. 7.30, between 7 o'clock and 7.30, you see everybody struggling to take his or her child to school. And all of them will dress properly to school with everything that is needed for them that day. And on Sunday morning, you will rest. Once it is a 9.30, children, let's start going to church and you start bringing them. Some people here will come to church. I'm not talking about big church. I'm talking about our own church, Sunday school. Some children will come to church by 10. Teachers, am I saying the truth? Some will come 9.30 and you ask the child, why are you coming late? The child is still sobbing. You know, they cannot freely express themselves like that now. And when the teacher comes close to cordon, I know why they are sobbing. Hey, baby, stop crying. Why are you late? Is it not my mommy? Is it not my mommy? Is it not my daddy that made us to come late? But Monday to Friday, you take them early to school. Praise the Lord. Where are you pointing your kids to? To which direction? On Monday, you know that the correct school uniform is wear the proper clothes, go to school. On Sunday, you will bring them to church. No scarf, no ichafu at all at all. No Bible. You just give them offering and maybe biscuits for them to enter and read their biscuits. Where are you pointing your kids to? It's a big question. Hallelujah. Do you know what? You must reap what you sow. Is a must.
God gave them to us just for a reason. God did not give you that child because you are so intelligent. You are the most intelligent person in the whole world. In fact, you are the encyclopedia of our time. That's not why God gave you that child. God gave you that child for a reason. Let's read Malachi 2.15. Malachi 2.15. Can a child read that place for me? Malachi 2.15. Has not the Lord made them one? Has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and spirit they are his. Mm -hmm. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. God was seeking godly offspring. Stop them. That's why God gave them to you. He was seeking godly offspring. And when you don't meet up with that expectation, I don't know. I don't know. God will help us in Jesus' name. Parents, God will help us in Jesus' name. The reason why God gave you that child is so that that child will be godly. Now, what are the things you're supposed to do for you to meet up God's expectation? The first one I will point out now is parental instruction. Is parental what? Instruction. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 6 to 7, the Bible says there that you must teach. You must do what? It didn't say you must pamper. And sometimes you teach, sometimes when they start crying, you just um, just be a bit soft. That is not what the Bible says there. Deuteronomy 6 by 6 to say, by 67 says, you must teach them to your children. That's reading, uh, living Bible for you. And message Bible says, get them inside your children. That means, for you to teach these children, for you to get this word inside these children, that means you must know God. You cannot give what you don't have. I don't have a building like this. And I will come to you and promise you, ah, sister, God bless you. I'm giving you this house just free of charge like that. Is it possible? It's impossible. You can't give what you don't have. That means you must know God. In Genesis chapter 18 verse 19, I'm reading with King James now. God said there, For I know him. Who is God talking about there? Abraham. For I know him. That he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord. Parents, do you know there is something that God has spoken about you? He said about Abraham. He knows him. That he will do what? He will command his children and his household to keep the way of the Lord. To do that which God has said concerning them. To direct them to the right path. That Abraham will point his kids to the right direction. You, where are you pointing your kids to? The second thing is parental care. Sorry, I'm asking parents. Today is our day. Eh? We understand our language. When we enter there, we know how we talk to ourselves. Today, is, today, I'm talking to parents. The second instruction is, remember the first one is parental instruction. 
the second one is parental care. Parents, how many of us know our children? Hey, I know my daughter very well. Is it not this daughter I used to pray every morning with? Is it not this daughter that can read the Bible very well? Is it not this daughter that I will take to school every morning and take her home once it is 5 p.m.? For those that close by 5 p.m. And those that close by 2 p.m., I'll just take the child to school and by 2 p.m. I've already picked my child. I know my child very well. Parental care. What do you know about your child? Parents, monitor the type of company your kids keep. Know the type of friends they keep in school, in the church, in your neighborhood, and anywhere they are. You monitor these things to be sure that once what they learned from home are retained. Sometimes when they go to school, they meet people, children that are not from, should I use that word, children that are not from homes? Do I put it that way? Children that nobody cares about. Children that monitor the type of children, uh, friends your children keep. To be sure that that thing you've taught them from home, that they retain it. Sometimes try and engage them in small, small discussions. Sometimes play with them. You know, when we are playing and gisting, they will tell you something. And after telling you, one of them will say, ah, but why did you tell mommy that thing now? Why did you tell mommy that thing now? Because at that time, they were free with you. And they can tell you anything. Now, God expects us to get close to them. In First Thessalonians 2, 7 and 9, NIV, Paul said there, but we were gentle among you. Like a mother caring for her little children. How does a mother care for her little children? She knows when, when they are crying. She knows when they are hungry. When a child um, kicks, the mother will understand that body language. The mo mothers are so gentle with children. Though there are some mothers anyway that are not gentle with their children. But Paul here, he's talking about being gentle, being there like a mother. Develop a close relationship. Paul was able to develop that relationship with the Thessalonian church. And that's why he said that. You know how we've been with you? How we've been there with you? How we've been gentle among you like a mother? And there in verse 11, he, talked, he was talking about being a father to them. He said, we talked to you as a father to his own children. Don't you remember? Pleading with you. Sometimes it demands pleading. Pleading with you. Encouraging you. Sometimes it needs only encouraging them. And sometimes even demanding. I'm reading from Living Bible. Sometimes you plead. Sometimes you encourage. And sometimes you demand. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 15, it says that foolishness in the, is bound in the heart of a child. But as we discipline them, God will help us to remove that foolishness. <laughs> but when you are disciplining us, please, parents, bear in mind that we are children. Are we getting me? Eh? Parents, 
Some are even nodding. Maybe. No, eh? I don't know. Praise the Lord. When you are disciplining us, remember we are small children. Foolishness. It must be there. It's just that small rod of correction. I didn't say the big one. Eh? I didn't say the big one. And the main purpose should be to do what? To correct us. Paul said, we love you so dearly that we gave you not only God's message, but our lives. Give these children your life. Let them see that life in you. And when they see that life in you, you get their confidence. And when you get their confidence, they can share their challenges with you. And the way you react when they are sharing their challenges with you, when they are confiding in you, will either make them to continue to confide in you or to stop confiding in you. It can make or mar that relationship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Children, praise the Lord now. Praise the Lord. Children, what are we talking about today? Can somebody remind me our topic? Praise God. Children, now let me ask. How many of you read your Bibles this morning? How many? How many of you did your quiet time this morning? Okay, maybe those that didn't raise up their hands. Maybe when they get home today, they will do their quiet time. Am I saying the truth? Is Antamaka correct? Now let's sing that our song. Read your Bible. Uh-huh. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, read your Bible, pray every day. If you want to grow, children, how many of you want to grow here? Oh yeah, let me ask again. How many of you want to be like this, our priest here? Me, even me. So, if you want to be like this priest here, you must do what? And do what again? Pray every day. You must read your Bible. You must pray. Even if that is said that he's tired, that you should go and keep that Bible. Tell daddy, please explain this thing to me. Eh? And he will explain it to you. And another thing that will help us to be like them is, do you still remember that song? Obedience is that you believe doing exactly what the Lord commands doing it happily action is that you do it immediately oh what joy you receive obedience is the very best way to show that you be less spell. I-E-N-C-E Obedience is the very best way to show that we must obey our parents. We must obey our parents. You must read your Bible every day. And when you get to school, you'll be a good 
child. When you see a child that is doing bad, bad things, are you supposed to follow that child? So you show that child that you are a Jesus child. And instead of joining that child to do bad, bad things, what are you supposed to do? You run away from that child if you want to be like a priest. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Children, are we happy? Parents, sorry, I'm back. Parents, praise the Lord now. Parents, praise the Lord. Don't mind us. We are children. Eh? Praise the Lord. So, parents, the next thing is encouraging spiritual growth. Encouraging spiritual growth. In 1 Thessalonians 2.11, we saw Paul there exhorting them in the word of God. The spiritual growth of our children is cultivated not in this church, not in Sunday school. The spiritual growth of our children is cultivated in the soil called home. Parents, do we know that? Forget about all these things we are doing now. Sunday service is very good. But from your home, start there. The spiritual growth of these children is cultivated in the soil, home. And many of us are very busy. We don't make our time for these children. Let me tell you, parents, it will be a tragedy. Sorry, I didn't read English. But it will be a tragedy that after you, no one was able to stand as your successor. Do we still remember the story of Eli? Parents, do we still remember the story of Eli? Eh? Eli was a priest. Like many of us. Eli was a priest. In 1 Samuel 2 verse 28 to 30, Eli's lineage was completely cut off. Why? Why? From whom Eli did not do something. Parents, it will be a tragedy if nobody if nobody else was able to stand as your successor, just like Eli. God can cut off your family lineage because you did not raise your children to press on. I'm not wishing anyone that, but it is possible. Parents, may God help us in Jesus' name. Another thing we want to look at is, the fourth one is meeting family needs. I want to remind us, God is the source of our provision. God is the source of our provision. When you realize that God is the source of your provision, it will help you to depend on God. And when you depend on him, he will provide your needs. And you will still have time to nurse these children that God gave to you. Let me tell you, the foundation for an enduring and strong faith is not primarily built through friends, is not built through Sunday school, is not built through camp meetings, and is not built through midweek programs. Faith 
is truly and most effectively built in the home. It's truly and most effectively built in the home. And God made it clear in Deuteronomy 6 verse 7 that the task of impacting life, task of impacting this life-changing truths about who he is and what it means to live for him, it lies squarely on the shoulders of their parents. On the shoulders of who? On the shoulders of who? Parents. So parents, what are you doing? Do you want Satan to take these children away from you? God forbid. It's not my portion in Jesus' name. Because everybody would like to say God forbid. So let me start by saying God forbid. It's not my portion. And that is bringing us to the fifth one. You know, I'm, I, have, I emphasized on whom. I'm now asking you a question. What pattern of life, what type of life are you living? Your pattern of life has a lot to do with this, your children's spiritual upbringing for them to press on. Now, in Philippians 4 verse 9, let's read that please. Philippians 4 verse 9. Children, Philippians 4 verse 9. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace. The thing which you saw me do what? Give a microphone again. The things which you learn. Who is that person? Who is, who is he learning from now? Who is the child learning from now? Because let me see that the, 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 the person that wrote this thing is you, parents. So read it again. The things you saw me. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me. These do, and the God of peace will be with you. Children, can you both, uh, parents, can you boldly say that to your child? Can you boldly say that, say that to your child? Hallelujah. You know, your pattern of life matters a lot. Forget about all these things, though. Children are children. And they are good imitators. One day, mistakenly, I took my child somewhere. In fact, I forgot my key, the house key inside the car. And I left the car somewhere. I kept my children somewhere just to quickly go to where the car is and uh, collect the key. Where I kept my children, the person was busy with her makeup bag. Parents, praise the Lord. I'm not trying to condemn anyone. I'm just saying my own opinion. Are we getting me? The person brought out her big makeup bag. She will paint this side blue, red, and just one day... So when I, this thing didn't last up to 30 minutes. When I came back, I took my children. We entered the house. Do you know when we entered the house, my daughter went and went to my bag, brought pen, my red pen, my blue pen. She will do this one here and another one. Hey, I said, Gelly, what is it? He said, I saw the other person doing it now. That's, that staying was not up to 30 minutes. Was not up to how many minutes? 30 minutes. Parents, what pattern of life are you living? What type of life are you living? Are you living a life that these children can imitate? And after imitating you, they are living for God. It's a big question. I'm not standing here to condemn anyone. But the word of God is the word of God. When you hear the word of God, I'm pleading with you. 
Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you that word. And when your heart is at peace with God, the Holy Spirit will help you. And you know the wrong ones and the right ones. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said there, keep putting into practice all you learned from me and saw me doing. Many parents, we want our children to be godly, but we ourselves, we are not godly. God is a Sunday visitor. Sunday morning, we just carry your Bible, dust it, dust it, and start coming to church. Oh, it's true. They said we should stop coming to church late. Please, children, do fast. Let's get to church early so that nobody will embarrass me. Do you really know God? Are you sure Jesus is at the center of your heart? And some says that if I have a big boss, who will I put inside the big box? I'll put Jesus into the big bo- inside the big box. But I will not leave him inside there. I bring him out. After bringing him out, I will kiss him. After ki- you know, you cannot kiss just, you cannot just kiss any other person. It's somebody that is so dear to you. Is it not true? I kiss Jesus. After kissing him, I'll put him inside my heart. Parents, who is inside your heart? Is Jesus the one inside your heart? Or is it the world that is inside your heart? Every fashion must, you must wear it. Every trend you must follow. And this child, I don't know, this child, you don't used to hear. You don't used to hear. You, what pattern of life are you living? What do you want that child to hear? May God help all of us in Jesus' name. Does your circle of friends encourage you to live for Jesus? The activities in your home, your lifestyle, your dressing, do they have the capacity to impact your children to live godly lives? Today, in fact, not today, now is the day of salvation. If you don't want your generation to be cut off like the generation of Eli, now is the day of salvation. Allow Jesus to come into your heart. It's not a difficult thing. Jesus has, he he, he paid the whole price for us on the cross when he gave himself for our salvation. He died for us. And there and then, God gave us that redemption. And all that is needed of us to do now is just for you to open your mouth and say, Jesus, please, I'm tired of this hypocritical life. Just come into my heart. I want to live for you. And when you do it, parents, you see Jesus coming into your hearts. This is another opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus. This is another opportunity to open the door for Jesus to come into your hearts. He said he's standing at the door of your hearts. He's knocking. He's pleading. He's pleading. Today he's still pleading. By tomorrow, maybe by evening, he will stop pleading. Because once you die, hey, even if, um, who is the highest preacher now in Enugu? Even if he came there to preach to you, you will not hear it again and you will not remember. And you will not even repent, sorry. Now is the day of salvation. As we pray, I want you to quietly, humbly, 
return back to your maker to give your life to Jesus and ask him to help you so that you will begin to live a new life, a brand new life, a life that is pleasing in his sight. Praise the Lord. And children, before we pray, children, our song says that obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. When you disobey your parents, God is not happy with you. And remember, if God is not happy with you, that means you are not going to heaven. So if you're here and you know you don't used to obey your parents, you don't used to do what God says you should do, like you pray, do not lie, do not take something that is your own. You know you don't do all these things. God is begging you today. Please, stop doing all the bad, bad things and allow me to come into your heart. And when Jesus comes into your heart, he will make your heart to be clean, even cleaner than these tiles. And he will start living in your heart. And your name will be written in the book of life. Let us pray. Can you just speak to the Lord? He has spoken to us this morning expressly. As parents, as guardians, can we search our hearts and call the results ourselves? Have we learned from the Lord? Have we received of Him that which we ought to impart unto the children? Have we been found wanting in our duty post as parents and as guardians? Have we known the Lord Jesus? Can you speak to the Lord? Tell the Lord that this morning, His word has convicted our hearts. And indeed, if we were to weigh ourselves and our behaviors on a balance, it would not amount to anything. Ask the Lord to have mercy. Ask him to put in your heart the zeal for his service. In Jesus' name we pray. Our gracious Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, because you have bestowed upon us blessings such as these, your children. Lord, we are grateful to you that on account of them this morning you have spoken to us. Reminding us of the responsibilities that have been entrusted in our care. Father, we ask forgiveness in areas where we have not worked rightly. In times when we have taught them the wrong thing instead of the right thing to do. Father, we ask for mercy. Lord, this morning, oh God, we pray. That all that you desire that we impart unto these children. That he shall grant us all of that in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes of understanding. That we may realize that indeed. It is not about buying biscuits. It is not about buying breads. It is not about taking them to parties. Lord. May we indeed teach them your word. And may these words continually be engraved in our hearts. 
And that as we speak for the Lord, may they see it in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you, O God, for the children whom you have given unto us. Thank you because day by day we see your grace made manifest in their lives. Thank you, Father, for out of their mouths you have ordained praise. Thank you, Father, for their teachers. Thank you for your daughter whom you have used this morning to speak to us. Thank you, Father, for answers. In Jesus' name we pray.